Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with the knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chitty Macha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. This is gang out here. What's up, everybody? What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, the place to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi G, coming to you from the Bull Bancha, a.k.a. New Orleans, eh, and eh, with me, eh, as eh, always, eh, eh. insert name, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. Coming She's to you that good uh, Kickapoo <laughs> called Kansas, uh, what some may call Kansas City. So here we are, yeah. Missouri side, specifically. Yeah, come on. Yeah. You, no disrespect to the Kansas no side. No disrespect to KCK. I know you, there's like, KCK. it's like the Sharks and the Jets. A little you know, bit. It's not that. Honestly, if we're going all the way back, we got to keep it 100. The Kansas side was actually on the right side of history. Oop. But Oop. Are you we're the not going to get side? into all that. The Missouri side was on the wrong side of history, Allison. Oh, but the Kansas... Oh, dang. Mm. But, the t- but the tides have turned. Yeah, yeah. The like, tables, they have turned. We're more purple <laughs> on the Mo side than the Can yeah, side. Yeah, You see what I'm saying? Right, can, right. can, can you do not the Can, can? Mm-hmm. I don't... Let's keep going. We have all a right. friend here today. <laughs> It's not just Allison and I goofing, joking. With us is a very special guest, uh, the Queen Bee herself. Introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns, and what you do. Hi. Oh, my God. Hey, everybody. My name is Sylvana Ross. She, her. What I do, I do too much. Let's just say that. Okay. So I'm actually a beekeeper and science educator in Cincinnati, Ohio with Queen City Pollinator Project. So during the summer, it's popping. We use a lot of our honeybees for education. We plant a lot of native pollinator gardens and advocate for healthy urban ecosystems. And then in the winter, I pull out second jobs and <laughs> become a bookkeeper, but... We out here. We're in nature. We're yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, we love it. We love it. I love we it. Love I it. love Queen Bee, like a real life Queen Bee. I'm like, yes. All right. Queen City Pollinator Project. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Queen City Pollinator Project started in February 2020. And we had this grand mission, like, oh, we'll go into schools and do summer programs and uh-huh. educate students about like pollinator conservation. And then, of course, the pandemic happens. But we were like, oh, beekeepers are still out like we can beekeep outside so we kind of started our mission with starting a few beehives in the city and to get businesses to buy into the honey beehives so that we would do pollinator conservation with them and give them education and then Mm -hmm. also use those bees in schools in the urban in like downtown Cincinnati and a lot of the Cincinnati public schools um, to bring in our honeybees and teach kids about pollinators and their life cycle and then how to conserve them and then also how to find them at their school because a lot of times we associate nature with that field trip you take like an hour out yes. away from school yes. and if you're your your parents can pay for it, you can go to this like nature preserve and look at nature for a few hours and then go back to school but 
a lot of kids don't get that. A lot of schools don't get that. And so they kind of miss this environmental piece of their education and also getting outside as we cut back more recess time. So I was like, get off my soapbox. The kids give you more time outside. We mm-hmm. want to bring that like urban ecology to students. And like, you know, you can just like look for bugs on the blacktop and in the weeds that are growing along the side of your school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where that idea sprouted from. So now we go into schools and we teach pollinator conservation. We're planting native pollinator gardens. Um, we're teaching our community members that if you're going to be planting for the summer, you know, plant for pollinators, leave mm-hmm. habitat available for them. Um, and that our native pollinators are just as important as the honeybees that we all love and know. So yeah, yeah. shout out to the solitary bees and all the other beneficial insects in your garden. Hell yeah. Okay. What's okay. That? So obviously you all are passionate about the youth getting involved with the buzz buzz, you know, what's the happenings. But I feel like you all also go into the community, right? Like you do community oh, yeah. visits? Yes. Yeah. So we'll do like, especially lately, it's been a lot of Zoom calls. So we'll work with, we work with like the library. We have hives at the Cincinnati Art Museum. And so we'll do like community events if they hold them or we'll talk to garden groups or beekeeping groups. And we talk to like UC Beekeeping Club, like the university has a beekeeping club that we're now mentoring. And um, so we're doing all these projects to try to like get people more involved with their garden and then get involved with like actually looking at their garden and like taking pictures and seeing, oh, cool, like something fly past your face, but then kind of get excited about like oh what's visiting me in my like backyard there's a highway like five minutes away like what's here so yeah i I feel like that's the jazz part kind of to like tag on to that like you you have all these great partnerships do y'all do like neighborhood calls (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah like girl (laughs) meet us we're there yeah anytime everyone's like hey do you want to talk about insects or like hey what is this i love when people text me like what is this bug i'm like i don't know but i'll find out Oh my yep. gosh. Okay. So I'm, cool I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I feel like that takes you on several adventures then. Like you, <laughs> yes. you've met, uh, you've met all kinds of people. You've, uh, oh, done all kinds of things. And I, I, I know that there's probably a story. It is story time. Yes. All right. Friends of friends gather around the campfire. So the story takes place, uh, last year, May, 2021. And so mid-May, it's spring, the weather's warming up, and our beekeeping season is starting to kick off. And so right in the spring, a lot of the insects starts insecting, right? It's starting to warm up. Our honeybees, they don't actually fall asleep over the winter. They kind of just like stay awake, but just real cozy. And so once it starts warming up, they're like, all right, we're out. We're going to start collecting nectar and pollen. And as they wake up, they might realize that their space around them has changed. Maybe there's not enough food. Maybe their hive that they're in now isn't sufficient enough. So they might leave. So in the spring, we get a lot of calls from people like, hey, there's like bees in my yard or hey, there's bees on the shopping cart. And so we get these calls to come collect bees because they'll leave their hive trying to look for a new home. Or people come in the spring and realize that these bees had settled in near their house. So we actually get a call about a honeybee, some honeybees at an RV park. And it's from a friend of a friend. And all they really said were, hey, we have some bees in our RV park. Uh, can you come grab them? Because if you don't, my husband wants to torch them. So we're like, torch them? all right, we'll come out there. So we don't get a lot of information. Like I said, it's May. And my birthday is the beginning of May. And so because it was birthday season, year 24, I was like, you know, I'm going to go all out. It's my second year beekeeping. I'm like, I'm on my hot girl beekeeping summer-ish. So I literally, I get my nice, like, 18-ish sew-in weave. I was like, I got the lace front. Homegirl's taking appointments again. I was like, I haven't been doing some nasty wigs and a lot of leave-in conditioner for the past, like, year. So I was like, I'm going to get my hair done for my birthday. Yes, yes, done. And so... 
beautiful lace front. And I was like, you know what? It's my beekeeping year. I'm gonna get me a new beekeeping suit. It was this beautiful, like peach pink beekeeping suit. Cause I was like, you know, nice. everyone's got those white ones and they always get so dirty. But like, I'm gonna get a pink one and stand out because there ain't, there's no style to beekeeping. Again, it's a bunch of old right? white guys. <laughs> so I was like, no yeah. one brought any pizzazz to it. Oh so God. I got my beekeeping suit. Pro tip, do not get your beekeeping suit off of Amazon. That seems um, right. That seems right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. And my friends gave me a pair of their Tims. Their new, like, yes. nice, like, Timberlands. And I was like, good, these are my stomp the ground beekeeping shoes. I was like, these will be perfect. Like, no one's going to mm -hmm. stink through these. I had it all set. And this was, like, our first, like, mission of the year. Because mm. now we just, like, we had dumped a few bees and some hives to get them started. But that's, like, really easy. Getting hives started is super simple. But, like, now we're on a mission. Someone called. It was, like, Charlie's Angels, like, zip down the pole. They do the whole nine. Like, we're, like, it's ready. Like, time to save some bees. I started loading up my car. And we're just, like, all right, we're going to get ready. We got some cardboard boxes. I got all my hive tools. I've got my smoker. And if you've ever seen, like, a beekeeping smoker, it's, like, a French press and a, like, metal tea kettle had a baby. And mm. you just like open it up the top, and you put like beaky, like uh, smoker fuel in it. So mm -hmm. you can put like toilet paper rolls, or newspaper, mm. pine needles, or like slightly processed cotton. Feels really weird to just grab a handful of cotton, but like mm -hmm. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Oh, wait, do you have to like um, light it to create the smoke? Like, how does that? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. No, you get one of those like candle lighters. Yes. And you light it, you give it a few seconds, and then close it, and then you know physics, and then smoke comes out yeah. instead of flames. You know, sometimes. just. <laughs> everyday physics you know <laughs> <laughs> so so what is what does like smoking do for those of us who aren't that familiar with it yeah so we use smoke to kind of calm the bees down and so how bees talk to each other is like they can't use vocal tones like we do they use pheromones mm. to communicate so if we're going through a hive and the girls start getting defensive they'll release a pheromone to tell other worker bees like hey we're under attack come help and actually that little pheromone smells like banana laffy taffy so anytime we're at a hive, you start smelling bananas. You're like, oh, they're mad. <laughs> oh, they're mad. Get so, smoker. so if you were to <laughs> eat a banana before going to a hive, yes, is that they get mad? That... Yo. Yes, it's a very like you don't eat banana. No banana muffins. No banana chips. No, I, I kind of want to smell it. Like, like I kind of like, want to yeah. be like banana, banana, banana. Let's see what happens. That no, right. you don't want to square up against a bunch of bees. They get, they'll get mad. You'll lose. It's about to be a what? <laughs> A girl fight. You see what like, I'm saying? We're about to throw them balls. I mean, <laughs> that toxicity. <laughs> that toxicity. So that smoke kind of covers the pheromones. So it's like they can't smell each other. Mm, okay. And it makes them think the hive's on fire. And so they'll actually like, crawl down and try and gobble up a bunch of honey to leave, get their hives Whoa. on fire. And so it's like trying to run with a full belly. Like, you're not going to go very far. Girl. And so it kind of calms them down and keeps them busy while we can, like, mess around in their hive and stuff okay. dang but, uh, yeah it's That's like our wild. way of communicating with the bees very cool okay cool so you got the smoker all prepared yep yep we're getting like everything in the car and then i started driving out there and the address was like an hour away east of cincinnati now a little bit of like midwest geography the way white people cut up the states ohio and kentucky are separated by the ohio river and so going east only traveling down the ohio river and it's this long highway, and then it kind of like it turns into eight lanes, down to like four lanes, down to two lanes, no. and now it's getting like no. all rural. And you start seeing some farmland, and the farmland of Ohio just like mowed and plowed, and everything's okay. either green or like sprouting. God's country. And I'm just like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, mm, into mm -hmm. rural Ohio. I was mm -hmm. like, that's that's fine. Like a little bit outside of my comfort zone. I like to keep my errands within Cincinnati. I feel safe. 
Like, that's where our highs are, that's where I am, that's where I stay at. But we kind of getting out of my little comfort zone. Okay. And then we go, like, go a little bit further, and that's when, like, the houses start changing. And you start getting those, like, smaller houses that are kind of, like, run down along the river. And they've got, like, the broken playgrounds and the rusted trucks. And, like, this is the junk in the yard. And then you keep going a little bit further. And it's maybe, like, ten more minutes down the road. And then you start getting to the nicer houses. Like, these big old houses with these nice pedicured lawns. Mm. But they got, like, the two F-150s in the driveway and the American flag on, like, a 20-foot pole. Oh. And a lot of Trump 2020 signs. Oh, uh, like, yeah, there is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, you know... I don't think I belong out here. I was like, this is not my home. This is not, I don't know if I want these bees. I, I don't know if I can go in. I don't know if I want them. So I keep going. And then it's been about like 45 minutes. And I hear Siri go do her little turn right in 100 meters and your destination is on the left. Like, I'm not turning anywhere. What do you mean? I was like, it is farmland rule. Hi, out here. I'm not going anywhere. But I uh-huh. see the little turn off, and there's no picket. There's no sign. There's no road sign being like, hey, this is the street name. Nope, just a dirt road to the right. And Siri's like, come on, over this this That's way. Go this way. <laughs> That's the one. And so I turn in, and I am waiting for my two other like coworkers, my two BFFs, to arrive. But I'm driving down this little dirt road. And I see in the dirt road, you about 100 meters up front, you can see the river. And you can see the mud, it's a muddy Ohio river. Mm-hmm. And you can see where the road ends to the river. And you can mm-hmm. see where there's a few docks for like really small boats. But there's nobody. There's no boats. There's no RVs. There's no cars. It's just dirt, trees, and river. And then that road either goes to the river or it splits off to the left. Then to the left, it goes down into trees. And I'm just like, okay, well, I either go into the forest or into the river. And either one, there are no people around. And I don't feel comfortable in uh-huh. this open meadow. And so I literally just stop my car. And I put on my flashers. I lock my doors. And I call my coworkers. And I'm like, hey, is there, like, any way you're close by? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be there in two minutes. And I was like, oh, perfect. And in classic, like, white people on time fashion, they arrive in a minute and 59 seconds. Yes. And they show up. And I'm just Love like, it. look, I don't know how to leave. And they pull off in front of me and they go down the trail that go down the road with the big trees and into the woods. And I was like, okay, bet as long as they're going first, because they can lead. Sometimes, some days I feel like a leader. Some days I do not. Mm -hmm. And I am not leading this adventure. Mm -hmm. So I follow them into the woods. And then about like 10 seconds into the woods, it starts clearing up. And then you see Mm -hmm. the big sea of RVs. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like a parking lot got cleared out in the middle of the forest Mm -hmm. just for these Mm -hmm. RVs to park. Like it's just dirt, no asphalt, but these, they're parked all parallel and they look really nice like the really big ones like the we are the millers kind of big rv yeah. type fit two tons of type rv so more okay yeah, so my like, head at first i was thinking like boy meets world sean hunter's family but it's more we are the millers <laughs> got it yes got more it. we are the millers showing up everyone in their giant giant rvs yeah but also really like they have their porch little tents open you got picnic tables like people are parked and set up like this is a weekly ordeal this is a camp trip this is family summer vacay okay but okay. as we start getting going past a few of the rvs trying to find whoever might know where these bees are we start noticing a few more of those flags and something about an american flag in rural ohio Mm -hmm. of 2021 just it kind of just strikes just a little like a taste in your mouth that's like i don't feel it's not very patriotic (laughs) it's not saying nothing yeah it's it's not saying nothing it's not just a flag i'm just over here like i I will follow them with all my mercy. I'm not getting out of this car, not just yet. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And so we start pulling up to another RV and we see 
a guy in a flannel and jeans. Yeah, my man. First person I've seen this whole time standing next to a woman in a sweatshirt and jeans and they start waving us down. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like white people waving without a smile on their face is not. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's purge anarchy. There is no one up in here except for these two. Oh no. It's... Mm-hmm. So they wave us out, and then I see him kind of signal for them to pull off and park on the side of the grass. And so my coworkers pull off and pull into the grass, and I pull up behind them. And we both get out of the car, and I look at my coworker, and she gives me that, like, mm-hmm, I saw it too look. <laughs> She's an ally. What's up? <laughs> She's an ally. <laughs> she said, I know. Yes. I, know. I will stand with I you. Mm-hmm. This is our story together, hand in hand. Multiple hands on the flyer, different colors. Yes, they are clasping. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to. I was like, bless our heart. But I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna be a background character for this conversation. Yep. And so, she goes up to them and she's like, "Hey, we're Queen City Pollinator Project. We're here to get your bees." He's like, "Oh, thank God you guys are here. Yeah, I mean." We had everyone inside because we knew you guys were going to disturb the bees and we didn't want anyone to get stung. And I'm like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. They put everyone inside? I was like, oh, okay. It's not just an empty purge RV park. Like, <laughs> there's purpose. They really thought about this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. And so that kind of just, like, that washed over me. I was just like, oh, okay, like, you know, every, everyone's cool. Like, we're going to go, we're going to find some bees. Like, we're here for a mission. All right. Like, we're yeah. here to save some honeybees. It's okay. Everyone's okay. Like, this will be fine. So they go over and they're like, okay, we'll show you where the bees are. And so we kind of walk over to some two parked RVs and they're backed up to where the forest line starts. And so okay. they're just like backed up to the trees. And honestly, it's a beautiful park. Like, this is like right next to the Ohio River, and you can kind of hear the river if you're just like real quiet. You can kind of hear like the water in the background. There's like eagles and hawks flying up above. You can hear like rustling. You can hear flies and bees zipping around. Okay. And it's just like for a second because there's like no people. There's no cars turned on. Like it just sounds just like really releasing. I'm like wow, like I would love, I'd love to go camping. Just like maybe not with these, not no. maybe here, but yeah. like. This is making like, this glamping is sounding worth it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this Let's is do worth, it. like, using a really tiny toilet. Like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Ice Cube was housed onto something. Like, maybe I do want to go across the country in an RV. <laughs> Shout out to that Shout reference. Shout out to 2005. Like... Shout out to 2005. What a time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Homegirl in the sweatshirt and her husband were like, yeah, sweet. We'll show you where the bees are. And so, we, yeah, we go up to these two RVs that are backed up to the tree line. And where the RVs are parked, maybe like a few feet behind them, is a ditch. And that's kind of where the trees then start. And the ditch is only about like two feet deep. And at the bottom, there's like just a collection of cinder blocks, like those gray, uh-huh. like cinder block with the holes of, yeah, and just like littered on the bottom. Like someone had taken a truck and like just dump trucked a whole bed of cinder blocks down there. And on one side of the cinder blocks is just beautiful honeysuckle, as invasive as it is, but green and luscious and just blooming its invasiveness on one side. And then on the other side of this pile of cinder blocks is this giant oak tree. And she's thick. You ever seen a sexy tree? Just a thick, sexy tree. Listen, we like, got a grip of them down luscious, here in New Orleans. And her leaves mm-hmm. were already green. Like, it was... Yeah. Trees built like Meg. Like, oh, let's you go. Too. They are material girls all down <laughs> in New Orleans. Bunch you of city me? girls up Stick in this it. place. All right. Bunch of city <laughs> girls. Oh, let's go. I'm glad you said it. <laughs> we gotta we gotta acknowledge 
acknowledge the beauty and sexiness of trees because they really are like you've been here how long girlfriend you look like that all right right sweetie what's your secret but so there's this beautiful tall oak tree and leaned up against it is this ugly skinny pale dead tree trunk that had obviously been knocked over in a storm and it looked like it had fallen like how dominoes uh-huh. fall but then the last domino that's trying to fall doesn't oh, knock yeah, the yeah. other domino over so it's just leaned up against this oak tree like i'm just gonna be here and you can kind of see a few things like whizzing back and forth from that dead mm-hmm. tree trunk and she's like she just points to it and she's like the bees are somewhere over there we see them zipping back and forth but like we're not we're not brave enough to go close enough to see where they are and so we we're like oh, okay i'll bet <laughs> I guess that's our job. And so <laughs> I was like, all right, let's go get our suits on because you never know how bees are going to react. It's new bees. They're animals. Like, you know, on TikTok, there's always those girls that don't wear a suit and they're just like grabbing bees barehanded. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cute. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I'm mm, at post birthday glow. We're not getting stung. So I'm going to go put my suit on. <laughs> and so I get to my car and I'm putting on my new suit. And I'm just like, oh, we daddy. Hopefully someone's taking pictures. Right. I get my Tim's on and stuff. And then I was like, looking around for my scarf to put on my head like a little headband to put on my lace just to protect it protect that crown i cannot find it this is new lace is glued it's blended it's beautiful my edges are already laid like i where's my scarf and i'm digging around in my backpack and i cannot find it i can't find anything to just like just to press up against it and i'm like you know what I'm gonna have to bear back my wig. That's fine. All <laughs> right, raw dog in the pull wig. my ponytail back. I can already feel. <laughs> look, I can already feel it kind of slipping back. The humidity, the humidity. So I put my hair back in a ponytail, and I'm like, all right, let's just go. Let's try and get some bees. We'll just get them out of the tree, get some bees, and go. Like this will be a quick ordeal, and then I can go to the club later. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So get my suit on, and just to say about a beekeeping suit, beekeeping suits were not made for any type of hair that was not a buzz cut. Mm-hmm. They are not meant for anyone with long hair. They're not meant for kinky hair. They're not meant for braids. They are, if you had a buzz cut, great. But like the way the hat sit, it looks like a sun, like a like a sun hat. But the top of the hat has to fit over your hair. So I just want to say, if anyone's got an idea for a beekeeping suit for people with kinky hair, like it's a niche group, but is very much needed. So shout out! I will give you all the limited coins that uh-huh. I have. If Someone can make a bee suit meant for Listen, there's a market, but, and we're going to make it bigger. Let's go. Look at it. We need black beekeepers. We need black people grabbing bees, and we need suits to accommodate uh-huh. that need. Thank you. So, Thank you. We'll get Nike on it. They seem to be ahead Thank of the you. times with the headgear. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. Oh, my God. A Nike beekeeper. Hold on. Hold on. Adidas? Ooh, Adidas. No, nah, Adi- I can Adidas. Look, Adidas. 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 Sponsor. Adidas beekeeper suit. Yep. Please. Bebop, let's go. <laughs> Bebop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can't find my hair tie, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm around a bunch of white ladies, so I don't think they'll notice just exactly when it's not blended just Mm -hmm. correctly. Mm -hmm. So I put my hood on, I zip it down, zip up my hood, and tall girl energy, I'm the one who picked the short straw to go down into the ditch and try and find the bee's entrance. And so I climbed out my Tim's, which are cinder block approved. You can walk down some cinder blocks in a pair of Tim's. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what's up. And so I get down to the bottom of the ditch. And I can start hearing, like, the hum of the bees a little bit louder. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got honeybees. And on this dead tree trunk, you can see the split down the middle of the tree Uh trunk. And just, like, running down the long way. And I'm looking. And I start looking into the little crack. And it's only about an inch wide. And then you see a few dozen little bee faces. And if you've ever seen a honeybee's face, I think they're absolutely adorable. Especially when they're all lined up at the entrance. And they're just, like, checking you out. And those are the, the guard bees. And so... 
each worker bee kind of has a job to do and they go through different jobs as they mature. And so a guard bee is it's like second to last job. So these girls are a little bit older. I'm just like, hello ladies. Anytime I greet a hive, I just have to say, hello Cute. ladies. So I'm looking at these bees and I'm like, oh man, but it's like such a small opening. You can't just like put your hand in and grab the bees. No, no, like we got to break down this tree. And so I'm telling, we go back, I go back up the hill and I tell my coworkers, I'm like, yep, we got some honeybees, um, but that tree is not moving. Like it is too situated within some cinder blocks and on the tree, like we can't budget. I work out and I couldn't move it. So I get to the top and the owner's husband's like, Hey, uh, I got a tractor and some rope. Maybe we can tractor rope it. I was like, okay, <laughs> big man on campus. He's got some ideas. And so in our head, we try to physics size this and we're like, all right, we can wrap some rope around the top of the tree and then tie the other end of the rope to the tractor. Uh -huh. And we can use the tractor to pull the branch off of the oak tree and hopefully it'll land semi-gracefully onto the ground. Okay. Now in the head, like gravity was not really a factor in this. So we go back, we start hooking the rope onto the tree branch and the husband's like, well, I think it's resting on a tree limb on this oak tree. Like, I think we're going to have to cut the oak tree branch in order to get the dead one down. And I was like, I don't know if we can use a saw next to a live, like, honeybee hive. Like, they can feel the vibrations. They feel vibrations. They don't like noise. And so all that could cause them to, like, stir up and get really mad. We could smoke them, but we don't need, like, a bunch of bees trying to sting us that. At least not yet. And so he was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, he's like, I got a chainsaw, too, so it'll be really quick. And we're like, you want, like, you want a suit? You want a suit? We, one of us can do it. He's like, no, 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 I got it. I don't need a suit. I don't need a suit. This is why men die young. And so we get a ladder. We put the ladder up. <laughs> so he gets on a ladder. He starts climbing up the ladder. And he's got his chainsaw. And he starts jeering at this branch that the dead tree branches, like, is resting on. And he does a pretty good job. And we see the bees start, like, a few of them's coming out. And they're starting to swirl around the tree. But, like, no one's getting, like, real pissed off. He's not getting stung. We're sitting there, like... I mean, it's good that the bees are, like, calm, but, like, why are they so calm? Mm -hmm. Usually, if I had a chainsaw next to my house, like, you were feeling the full right, wrath. Right, right. They were like, we're like, all right. So he cuts the tree branch, and it goes tumbling down, mm -hmm. but the hive still stays in the tree. Like, the dead tree branch is still leaned against that mm -hmm. oak tree, and we're just like, I guess we gotta, like, get that tractor ready, and we can just, like, gently lower it down, I guess. And so we get those ropes tied onto the tree branch, and to the dead tree trunk and then he tells his son and his little his 13 year old son on the tractor and he goes hey man he's like kick on the tractor kicks it on you're like turn and like grr, 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 grr. and it starts going and then he starts hitting the gas and the tree branch falls and then boom, <laughs> it hits the ground and we all just freeze and we're just like waiting for the mass of beasts to just exit the tree branch and then come straight for our faces and we all just like stop and it's still quiet. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely. They're not. calm. And we're like, oh man, like, someone's got to go down there and investigate uh -huh. why these bees aren't trying to eat, like trying to sting us. And so again, I pull the short straw. <laughs> and so we go, I go down to the ditch. And they're still in the tree branch. You can still see their opening of their mm -hmm. hive. They're still in there. And so other beekeepers come down and we're like, okay, how do we bust open this tree branch? It is now like at our, it's at our height. We can now crack it open. We can get to these bees. Uh, so we get a saw and we start sawing at the tree branch and they're still like calm. A few of them are coming out and like checking us out. They're like, what is this girl doing? Like, what are they doing? But they're not like trying to sting us. You can tell the hum of the bees is nice and like 
just curious, if that makes sense. Just like a curious buzzing. But no one's like trying to sting us. And so we finally crack open the tree branch and we see rows and rows of honeycomb. And if you ever seen honeycomb, it kind of glistens in the light that it's still, if it has like open combs of like nectar and honey. And it was honestly really beautiful. We're looking at these girls and they're still, they're kind of like vibrating on the comb, kind of talking to each other, not really flying away, but not really acting all angry. And we're looking at this comb. And so when honeybees build their comb, it starts off white. And the more they use it, it gets darker right. and darker. And so if it's really old comb, it'll look very dark brown. And we're looking at this and like, this hive has been here for at least a year or two. Like, this isn't a new beehive. Like, these girls are kind of old. This hive's kind of old. And so we're like, well, I guess we should find the queen. And now, back to the queen mm -hmm. bee being the, cent the center of the hive, even if you know, she doesn't live the most glamorous life. She gets taken care of. And so she emits this pheromone to let all of, the, all of her daughters know that she's the queen, where she is at. And so the hive kind of knows like, oh, this is our queen, this is our hive. And so they'll kind of ball around her. So anytime we catch like a swarm or someone calls about bees being in their yard, we'll catch the queen first. And if you've got 20 minutes, you can put the queen in a little queen catcher. And it looks like a mm -hmm. hair clip just without the like fingers. Oh yeah. And you'll yeah. catch the queen put her in a box and then you can watch the bees like march into the box uh -huh. they go really slow because they're really uh -huh. small but they'll follow the queen scents and that's what makes if you can find the queen you can get the entire hive like they'll follow uh -huh. her scent now so we're like okay well let's look for the queen it's like a little like where's waldo uh -huh. moment like <laughs> where's she at and she's a little bit bigger than the worker bees and that's how you can usually tell yeah if it's a queen or not and so we're going through and we just start like okay i guess we just start cutting comb and so we just start cutting the comb out we've got cardboard boxes and we just start loading these like honeycombs into the boxes and they're heavy and dripping with honey because it's not cap and now i'm getting it on my tims and they're getting all sticky and i got leaves from the bottom of the floor sticking to my tims and i'm just like man this is it's the beginning of the season these things are already i got bees stuck Damn. in the honey and the all right and I'm oh my like, god i'm like man I was like, I'll have a clean Ooh. session when I get home. I was like, Dude. <laughs> just when that fresh pear gets worse than a scuff. I guess it's like, for the bees. Yeah, right? <laughs> but as we're doing this, like, it's getting sticky. It's getting hot. And these, like, bee suits, I mean, they're a jumper. Like, you're covering mm -hmm. everything. You're wearing long pants. You're wearing long socks because, like, being stung isn't fun. Like, I love the bees, but getting stung isn't fun. Right. And so I'm getting uh -huh. hot. I'm getting sweaty. And when you get sweaty, your glue gets sweaty. And when you're glue on a lace front. So for all of you who don't know what a lace front is, it's a type of yeah mm-hmm exactly uh -huh. right it's not yep it comes unstuck and so i can feel like the sweat starting to like melt my lace no. away no. and the lace curling oh. up and i can feel i can feel the breeze on the cornrows underneath <laughs> the lace and i'm like oh Lord. my like, truth <laughs> my truth being revealed my Yo, yo, those breezes, I don't know about that one in particular, but when you feel a particular kind of breeze, you're like, something's wrong. Like, something's gone wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> something's gone wrong. <laughs> it's like when you feel the breeze on you lift your pants and you're like, oh. Yep. My scalp is colder yep. than it should be. Oh, no. Yep. It's gone. Like, I can feel top of it going i can start feeling my edges coming out and i'm sweating i want to wipe i just want to press it down like i feel like if i just hold it down i can get it to stick a little better but now my gloves are covered in honey and i'm touching like the net on my on my hood and i'm touching the lace and i can feel the honey getting stuck and it's 
doing not the service I wanted to. Maybe the honey can stick the lace for me. Yuck. Yuck. While we're no. <laughs> Maybe it's sticky just enough. I can lay it down just for a second. And so I'm like, oh man, it's real. We're still cutting comb. And as we're cutting comb, like bees are getting stuck in the comb. They're kind of flying around our heads, still really curious, but they're like, I can't land at home. You took it away. Mm. And we still can't find the queen. And we're like, maybe we like, maybe she's on one of the frames we already put in the box. Like maybe we accidentally killed her. And we're looking and we're still cutting comb. And then we notice like we don't see any eggs. And a big telltale sign that you have a queen is if you see eggs. And she'll lay one egg per cell of the honeycomb like in each little comb of the honeycomb and we don't see any eggs we don't see any larvae but like they look like little grubs we don't see any of that we're like oh start using our little beekeeping sherlock Holmes skills and we're just like you know what i don't think this colony has a queen and so now we've got a bunch of bees that are just stuck to that particular spot because it smells like they're high but they don't have a queen to smell and so they're just kind of confused like they don't really have anywhere to go they don't have any incentive to go into the boxes that we brought. They kind of, they're just like, well, we're just here. And so a lot of hives in the wild, if it doesn't have a queen, they can't make a new one um, unless an old queen lays an egg. Uh, so they're just like kind of destined to fizzle out. And so now we've got a glob of bees and honey and sticky comb. And now I kind of feel defeated. Like, you know, we just ripped apart this honeybee hives home when nature was probably just going to let them fizzle out anyway. And now we just like destroyed a little ecosystem. We've taken these bees away. This and what are we going to do with them? Like they don't can't feels like it. a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Like it took <laughs> yes. a turn from the sitcom like, we were watching. I feel so deeply like, sad for like, these yeah. bees. I'm like, wow, a lost right. community. Like a whole, like they were already destined for death. And we just came in and racked them away. Like, we really just did, I felt like we did a whole disservice to the bee. I'm like, they just would have fizzled. They either would have fizzled out and died, they would have been torched, or we came in and chopped their home up. Like, they really did not have a good draw. And so, we still, we kind of clean up our mass of beekeeping mess, and we take the boxes of bees up out of the ditch, and we kind of sit there and we're like, well, what do we do with these bees now? We've probably got like a few thousand bees just sitting in these boxes. Mm -hmm. No queen. If we put them in a hive, like, what are they supposed to do? They're not supposed to, they can't do anything without a queen to lay them more workers. They don't have any incentive to stay in that hive. Um, So we're kind of puzzled over what to do with these bees, and the owner's like, hey, do you want to, like, have lunch while you guys think about that? And so we're like, okay. We'll have lunch with you. Uh, she goes to one of the RVs and pulls out one of the grills and she starts grilling hamburgers and hot dogs. And we get some of the other families from the RVs coming over and they're like, yeah, you guys are the beekeepers. What? And they start chit chatting us and like, oh man, my grandfather had bees and I, I love seeing and going out to his farm and going beekeeping with them. And we're talking all these like sweet talks of beekeeping and just like how easy it was to like talk to them about beekeeping and how much it meant to them and like how cool it was that we were like trying to save these bees us in the background like mm, mm-hmm. we can try we're trying to save all the bees and we thought we did a really good job <laughs> like, but like in your mind you're like were, but we actually like, just oh, massacred their community oh yes <laughs> we just <laughs> the honeybees you will see we just <laughs> we gave them to their death we just kind of maneuvered around gave them a detour to death no <laughs> lo and behold one of my bff she gets a text from another beekeeper like hey i've got a hive um, they have a queen, 
And the queen's laying, but I don't think they're going to make it very far. They don't have enough food. They need more mouths. And we're like, hey, do you think if we add, like, a few thousand bees to that hive, you think that might save it? And she's like, yeah, like, we could combine them. And so to combine hives, you literally, you gave them, like, quarantine time. And so you actually just put a newspaper in their hive to kind of separate the two bees that you place in there. But long story short, we, like, eventually gave her the bees the next day and handed over these boxes of frames of honeycomb and just, like, bees that were still in the box. And she combined it with her other hive. And as far as I know, that hive has lived happily ever that's after. That's Hell yeah. I, I have one last question, though. Yes. Yeah. Were you invited to 4th of July? <laughs> no! <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Save the bees. That is wild. The bees got saved. Bees got saved. They didn't get torched. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about like, (laughs) this is terrible, especially because of the times we live in, but like thousands of refugee bees. Right. Coming into a new new country, a new, like a new neighborhood. And they're like, we need a place to stay. And they're like, all right. It's it's cute though that they can be adopted by a hive. Like that's adorable. I love that. That's adorable. They just have to get used to each other's sense. Uh And then once they get used to it, to each other, they're like, oh hey, hey sister. Okay. Yeah, you cool. That's bees teaching us how we should be as human beings. Uh Uh-huh. That you know what? It takes a special person to put on a peach suit and some (laughs) Tim's. In a lace front. Listen. And really do the good work. Oh, bro. That lace front was... <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But... <laughs> okay. So, you have another adventure coming up this fall, right? You're like... You're like headed oh some, yeah. somewhere. You want to shout out your excellence. Oh yes. Your black excellence. Wow. <laughs> Wait, you. one more time. Your black girl magic excellence. <laughs> Yes, girl, y'all. Catch me in Ithaca starting in August. I got into the PhD entomology program. We are going to be studying ants and how they work in the cities. Their DNA might be changing. We don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Let's go. I'm here for that. Okay, question. Do you know what species of ant you're going to be studying, or is it just ants uh, as a whole? So, you've probably had this ant in your house before. The Odysseus house ant, and how you can tell they're like a little black and browny ant. But if you crush them, and you smell them, it smells like rotten coconut. Oh, yeah. And so next, mm. so this summer, when you got ants in your house, go, I'm nice. going to implore you to do a little experiment Yuck. and take an ant, even if you're a bug lover like me, uh-huh. it's going to feel weird, but like crush it in between your fingers and then give it a little sniff. And if it smells like rotten coconut and like that citrusy, like, uh-huh. it makes you go, <laughs> like, that's how Odysseus house ant. And so, Can you imagine if there so were giants really cool. who were like, okay, so here's how you tell these humans apart from the other ones. You got to pick one up and smoosh it up <laughs> yeah. and then smell it. And if this smoosh one up. gives you this face, then like, you got to. Throw that one out. Enough. That one's long gone. Congratulations and good luck. Congratulations. Oh, okay, so are, are we taking the leap into Ant World now? We're like, we actually love ants. Like, this is like, yes, oh, please. This, yes, please. Like, Team Hymenoptera for life. Like, the yeah. jump from these to ants. Like, I was like, you know what? Social insects, let's go. I was like, ants are dope. Okay. We have shouted out the beasts and that we've shouted out the ants. We've shouted out Black Girl Magic, still headed. <laughs> 
to the one and only Ithaca Cornell University to get that PhD. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, pay for it. BHD, let's, get it. let's go. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> Is there anybody else outside of the restaurant you already shouted out in Kentucky? Anything you want to shout out that lives in the natural science world or people you know doing great things, organizations you want to shout out? Where we can find your organization on social media? Please and thank you. Oh, the yes. floor is yours to do that for like, I don't know, like 60 seconds. I have 56. All right. Shout out to Queen City Pollinator Project. You can find us on Facebook. That's where we're the most active. Um, we'll give you shout outs about healthy pollinator tips and like how to be healthy in your garden. Also want to shout out to Xerces Society. They're out in Oregon, but they do a lot of great work with pollinator conservation and insect conservation. They've got so much great information and they got great videos. Um, shout out to the Cincinnati Nature Center. Shout out to the Civic Garden Center in Cincinnati. You know, shout out to the city of Cincinnati. Shout out to Be the Keeper, another black beekeeper in Cincinnati, like one for two. Yes. Um, yeah. Who, uh, like, yeah. Shout out to the Cincinnati Nancy Sisters Association. They help take us to France to teach, like, learn beekeeping keeping in Paris and stuff. Girl, I'll tell you, these bees are wild. Opulence. So yeah, shout out to this, Opulence. like, Come on, let's go. All right. Damn. We love it. And shout out to all the beautiful melaninized people. Yes. Yes. All the beautiful melaninized beekeepers. Okay? You are out shout there out and we are thankful at least we got one rep here today. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, look, okay. We are so grateful for you. We will find a beekeeping suit for our hair. I promise mm-hmm. you the struggle is not over. We deserve to yes, have a yes. b- bomb hairdo and save the bees at the same time. So Yes, you heard it here first, yes, folks. Sis. Yes. Sil, Sylvana Ross. Thank you so much for being on the program, the especially before you start buzzing for real. Thanks so much for being oh, on the program. One last <laughs> one. <laughs> we out. The We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruce's show theme by Spencer Seddon and show graphics by Khalif Gillette. Now, this was episode five, so that means we're halfway through the season. And we couldn't be doing this without all of y'all listening, so big thank you. But we, of course, couldn't be doing this without the fine, fine folks over at Patreon. They are truly Atlassian in their support of this very podcast, carrying all of y'all on their hot shoulders. Many of these capeless heroes may be walking the streets or riding the bus alongside you. These titans among men scattered throughout our very communities you inhabit. And they're meeting in secret every single day, every single week at patreon.com slash weouthairpod. We're doing the work that keeps our world running. So if you want to join us on the podcast, we're always accepting story pitches and submissions. So if you have a story that you want to share on the program, hit us up at weouthairpod at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter or on Instagram at the we out here pod speaking of social media black birders week is coming up so don't forget to grab your bins and bird guides now one very last shout out to the native bees of north america i want to say what's up to the homie perdita minima north america's smallest native bee they're golden with platinum eyes and they're so small that in flight the only way to see them is to check out the shadows that they cast on the ground fire so once again thanks for listening and get outside
Might as well go to Forever 21. Get a little jumpsuit and a fishnet because that's about the equivalent. But it looked cute. It looked really cute. It stood out. That was the point.